1: Take that into your next week. Come on and give me
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't look confident to me. I've been singing this song all week and praising God for all of the dangers, tolls, and snares that God has brought me through. I kept reading the words again that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? It's time for us, church, to start talking back to the enemy and when we talk back and fight back, then, then the yokes are broken. I will remain. Are you willing to say that you will remain confident in this, that you will worship God when you don't feel like it? That you will come into the house of the Lord with a spirit of thanksgiving? That you will praise the Lord for just another day? that you will thank the Lord that you have food at home. You will thank God that your family's doing all right. You will take the time to thank the Lord that the cancer has dried up in your body. You will take the time to thank the Lord that you have employment that pays the bill. It's time for us to start praising the Lord, not for what he has done, for what he's doing right now. I want everybody who has legs that work to stand up if you are confident that you shall see the goodness of the Lord. Come on, I want you to look confident. Confident that you will see the goodness of the Lord you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Every week I ask our minister of music, what is the sermonic? Because I want to know what it is I'm absorbing before the word. So I've been playing this song all week, and I've been thanking God through my tears for all that God has done for me. Thank you for blessing us with your gifts and talents. Thank you for being a worshiper of God when we have lost our way. Thank you for having the courage to keep worshiping God, even when the people don't respond the way the Lord. It's time that we get happy about the Lord and what the Lord is doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what I would do without worship. That's all I have. That's all I have and that's what David is going to help us to see in Psalm number 37. Sammy all we have is God. The world will have us think that we have security and other things. Your bank account is not secure. Your retirement account Is not secure. Your health is not secure. Your friends might deceive you. Your friends might leave you behind. We need to cultivate a relationship with God that allows us to be confident that we shall see the salvation of the Lord. I don't know about you, but God has been good to me. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. I have enemies all over the place and demons fighting the word of God and the house of God. But God has been good to me because God keeps delivering me over and over and over again. So I don't know about you, but I will be confident that I shall see the salvation of the Lord. And I praise God for the word that the wicked will be destroyed by God. And what God is saying in Psalm 37, don't do my work. I will do my own work. That I will destroy the wicked according to my timing and my divine plan. So the Lord said, don't get your hands dirty. Because I know who the wicked are. I know who the liars are. I know who the cheaters are. I know the ones who don't worship me. I know the ones who don't tithe. I know the ones who don't give. I know the ones who don't care about the needy. I will wipe them out according to my divine plan. So you go on and seek the salvation of the Lord and keep your hands clean. Because I got this battle. And I'm keeping a tab. And everybody has one. And some of us are overdue. Some of us are overdue. Some of us are overdue. And the Lord woke me up at 4 a.m. this morning to tell you it's time to get it right. It's time to get serious about the Lord. We are in the last days. We are in the last days. If you study the Bible, we are in the last days. And we need to be prepared and stop living like this is eternity because it's not. It doesn't matter how much you invest in your house. Somewhere you're going to have dry rot one day. It doesn't matter how much you invest in human relationships. One day they will fade away. And what David is trying to get us to see that we need to live with the understanding that this is temporary, and we need to live understanding that there is another side of life, and we need to prepare for the other side while we over here, because there is no time for preparation over there. So when the Lord comes, the Lord is coming for those who are prepared, not for those who want to think about the relationship with the Lord. God remembers. Do you? God remembers. The wicked borrow and do not repay. But the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. There is no slip up. Venetia when God is holding you up in your testimony there is no mistake when God shelters you from the storm of an accident though he may stumble he will not fall don't you love it the fact that though you may stumble how many anybody mess up in here anybody mess? that's all Anybody mess up and you know that you have gotten your hands dirty and God saw what you did? There's nobody in here who has ever messed up but me. And God covered your stuff up so nobody else knew how bad you had messed up. You... you, Though he may stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with it. So what David is saying that, Eddie, even when you mess up, God covers you up so that folk don't know what you did. And even when we steal from God and rob and lie and cheat, God does not not reveal who we are. But he does have a conversation with us. I was young, I love this photo. I was young, no wrinkles, perfect skin, eyes that were bright and shiny. But now I'm old. The wrinkles are coming. I gotta buy more expensive moisturizer for my skin, I gotta pay $60 for something to hydrate my skin so that it won't look so bad. When I was young, I could use stuff at the dollar store. But now that I'm old, I got to go get the real cosmetics. Yet, David said, yet, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Never. How many of you can testify, you have never seen the righteous forsaken? David said, I have seen us fall. And David, I love David because he was such a great king. And he was so human that everything we did, he did a hundred times over. But he said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed-begging bread. You need to absorb that for a minute. Because David was saying that, in spite of everything that I've seen, I have never seen one who is in relationship with God forsaken. And I said, hallelujah. He said, I have never. I don't know about you, but David said, I have never, which leads me to tell you or remind you that we need to try to become righteous so that we will receive the blessings of the Lord. But David is also saying that, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. So David is saying, if you have the presence of mind to become righteous, then your children have an inheritance. So... What you need to do is stop allowing your children to do whatever they want. You need to be walking in a righteous way before them so that they will receive the inheritance of the Lord. So David is saying, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. How many of you have children begging bread? How many of you have children who don't know the Lord? How many of you have children who have no desire to be righteous, no desire to be in relationship with the Lord? And you have to ask yourself, Am I a part of that? Do you not want to be righteous because when you look at me, you see adultery, you see idolatry, you see stealing you see lying, you see cheating. So what I'm saying is that we need to watch the way we walk before our children and we need to strive for the righteousness of God. There is no righteousness in this world, only righteousness of God. And so what David is saying, watch your steps because you are influencing somebody else. And you need to be cautious about how you walk and talk because somebody is listening to you. And you need to remember my promises and that I said that those who walk before me and are righteous, mm -mm, they will never be forsaken. Can you imagine never being forsaken? Do you remember how many times God has pulled you up? Do you remember how many times God has blessed you beyond capacity? Do you remember how many times that you have been disappointed because of human beings who have lied to you, who have not told you the truth? Have you ever been in a situation where you thought you had a best friend? and you discover that there was no friend at all, David is saying is that once you cultivate a relationship with with the Lord and you walk righteously before the Lord, you become less dependent on human beings who will fail you, and you have a relationship with a God who will hold you up in all circumstances. And I don't think that's complicated. You don't need to go to seminary for that. All you need to do is read your Bible and do what God says he wants us to do. Psalm 37 is a response to the problem of evil, which the Old Testament often expresses as a question. Why do the wicked prosper and the good suffer? Now, I got to confess, I ask that all the time myself. And I finally got the answer, Judge Julie. I understand now. It appears that the wicked are prospering. But what David is saying, don't, 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 don't go there. Just because you're driving a new car, a Cadillac, or a Mercedes, just because you're living in a mansion and you think that person's wicked and they're making it, don't you believe that the days are numbered? Because David is saying that only the righteous, only the righteous shall see God. Psalm 37 in the beginning, David tells his audience not to fret, which is translated from a Hebrew word referring to burning or heat. It just seemed to me that sometimes the people who cheated in school, I don't know why they weren't exposed. And I studied as hard as I could because I wanted an A, Alyssa. I don't want to be. I want an A. I don't want to be second class. I want to be the first in the class. I want to be an achiever. I I don't want to be second rate. And I pray to God to deliver me so that I don't keep my eyes on things that are not worthy. In contrast to anxiety or rage, believers should trust in the Lord. Delight themselves in the Lord. You ever listen to a conversation of a believer and you say to yourself, man, I don't know why. I I don't know. Uh, I I, I might be able to work this out. Uh, Something might good might happen. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Where's your confidence in the Lord? Why aren't you confident in saying, Lord, I know you got me. You have saved me a hundred times over. Lord, I know that you can raise me up again. Lord, I know what you can do. Lord, I believe in your deliverance. I believe in your power. Lord, I need you to lift me up right now. I need you to give me the courage to fight out. Isn't that right, Bishop? When you're in the hospital and the doctors look at you and say, it didn't look good to us. You got to say, wait a minute, let me go to my other doctor. How does that look, Lord, to you? You're sitting here because God delivered you it was the Lord it wasn't the medicine it was the Lord it wasn't the wisdom of the doctor it was the Lord and David points out that God is fully aware of the situations faced by the righteous anybody in here righteous last week I asked you if you wanted to be righteous anybody in the house righteous Oh, yeah, I got five people. That's better than last week. Okay. David points out that God is fully aware of the situations faced by the righteous. He's also aware of the seemingly unfair prosperity of the wicked. And God knows the wicked abuse the poor and needy and violently oppose the righteous. He assures his readers that God always takes care of his people and protects them. His blessing extends not only to the righteous, but also to their descendants. And David said, The righteous person has God's word in his heart, and therefore he does not stumble through life. Can you just repeat after me? David said, A little louder. The righteous person has God's word. In his heart, heart. and therefore, therefore. he he does not stumble through life. Isn't that a blessing? The Lord is always near the righteous person and will give him the promised land for an inheritance. So I ask you, is the Lord in your heart? What's in your heart? It makes me sad to hear people brag about people who hurt them and how they feel about it. It makes me sad when believers hold grudges against other people and God has already handled that debt for them. It makes me sad when we can't praise God because we think we've been cheated in this life without understanding the promise of the next life. It makes me sad that we don't get excited about God's word, which sets us free and gives us the confidence to say, I am confident of this, that I will see the salvation of the Lord. Because confidence comes through study and time with God, and there is no shortcut. The Lord is always near the righteous person and will give him the promised land. For an inheritance. I believe that David helps us to see in these verses that there is power and promise and protection in praising Almighty God. So don't worry about the wicked. What you need to do solemnly is say, God, I've given you all my wicked people. Give them to God right now. Don't you don't have to call their names, just give them to God right now. And you don't have to worry about that again. Somebody you want God to take out, just give it to God right now. Because the word of God says that I will deal with them in due season. So don't go to hell messing around with the wicked. You need to go on and give the wicked to God and get about your righteousness like God. Amen. Spend your time trying to be righteous rather than trying to curse and tell people off and hate somebody because they're wicked. David said, get over that. In verse number 22, elder, he said, for such as blessed of him, and they shall be cursed, of him shall be cut off. And the steps of a good man, I threw in woman, you know I had to do that. Any good man in the house? If you think you're a good man, don't be ashamed to raise your hand. you think you're a good man. Any good women in the house? I can't see you. I'm getting old now. I can't see you. Any good... Okay, again, any good men in the house? Okay, we have a few over here. Okay, good women. Okay, good women. Because you know what David said? is is the steps of a good man, and I'm adding woman, are ordered by the Lord. That means that you don't accidentally show up anywhere. You show up where God wants you to show up when God wants you to show up and how God show wants you to show Have you ever been blessed beyond measure and you say to yourself, how did this happen? How did I win the lottery? How did I win the jackpot? Because I keep telling the Lord when I go in the casino, Lord, I know you can clean anything up. So if I win, Lord, I'm going to give you my 10% and more. So, Lord, if I win anything, I'm not going to cheat you. They said, well, aren't you going to go to hell by going to the casino? I said, no, I'm going to go to hell if my earnings from the casino are not given to God. That's what's going to cause me a problem. So don't get it all confused. The Bible didn't say I couldn't go to the casino. The Bible said that one-tenth of everything that I have belongs to God. For some reason, we can't multiply it yet. And the good part about this, David said, and he delighted in his way. Hmm. And though he fall, anybody, has has anyone fallen? Anybody been caught in a lie? Anybody said you were going to do something and you knew you weren't going to do it? Anybody didn't keep their promise? Anybody said they love you and they were going to stand by you and fade it into the woodwork. Because what David is saying is that if anyone has fallen, I will raise you up. And all, all I'm saying is that maybe we need to take 10 seconds and thank God for raising us up. Because all of us have fallen. Come on, we need to thank God for raising us up when we have fallen. We need to praise the Lord for blessing us even when we have fallen. Because you see, the world would want us to think that once we have fallen, that we're always down and out, but the word says that the righteous, the righteous, Are protected by the Lord and when the righteous fall avail the righteous are raised up by the Lord so David said don't let anybody mess you up you ought to spend your day attempting to be righteous because once you are identified as righteous and in relationship with God you have some Holy Ghost power But with no righteousness, there is no connection to God. God is looking for the righteous. So in all your prayers for everything that you want, why don't you just add righteous? Lord, show me what it looks like. Let me walk with a person God who is righteous and loves you? Let me sit next to a person and worship, oh God, who's trying to be righteous and loves you. Let me run across two or three people, oh God, in the run of a day who are, are righteous and love you. And then my favorite verse is number 25 when he said, I once was young. I kept reading this over and over and over again. Do You remember when you were young and you told your mom and dad if you couldn't go out and do what you want, you're gonna leave home. Do you remember that when you were young? You go, you bad. I'm, I'm getting out of here. I don't like and your daddy said, Well, go, go move. I don't care, go, go on where you cost me too much anyway. Go on. You remember when we used to go to church all day Sunday? We used to go to Sunday school. Then we had church. And then we had a long pre-sermon, probably two hours. And then we had chicken after church in the fellowship hall. And then we fellowshiped some more. And then we had BTU at five o'clock and it wasn't over till 6.30. Do you remember when we, we used to be happy about that? We were with the Lord all day long. And now we don't want to do an hour and a half. We're upset. Some of you are already upset that our worship service has ended. lasted a little bit longer today because God has some work to do. And you over there looking cross-eyed. But there used to be a time when I was young and I knew people who wanted to serve the Lord. Do you remember the first time you were in love? And you said, Mama, I know he loves me. Mama said, he love all them girls the same way, baby. you remember when you were young and uh, the little guy would wink at you and you go, oh, I know he loves me. I know. And then they would say, he just winked at four other girls five minutes ago. What you talking about? You don't ever remember that. Don't raise your hand up. I don't know. you. Oh, my God. You ever thought you were the other one and you saw him cheating and then he lied about why he was with? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you knew everything, Bruce? When you were young and knew everything? I realize now how ignorant I was. I didn't know anything. And I thought I knew something. Do you remember when you were size two? You remember when you were size two and cute? And you wore all your little cute dresses? And you were the prettiest, you don't remember that? And now you, as my sister Carolyn would say, the best thing that ever happened to a woman was is it spandex. What they call that? Or is it the other S word? Sp- That's what she said. That now you could be size 8 and be wrapped into a size 4. Now you could be size 16 in the morning and 12 by afternoon. I once was young, but I didn't have to worry about that now that I'm old it takes time to wrap everything up. Do you remember when going on vacation up to grandmama's house? Oh my god, that was the best vacation. It was 50 miles away. We thought we had gone to New York. We would go to grandmama's house and grandmama had cooked she loved us. And, and after about five days, she says, time for y'all to go home now. Because, Grandma, we want to stay forever. Now that I'm old, if I could see her one more time. Now that I'm old, if I could sit at a kitchen table one more time. Oh, I wish. Do you remember when we had layaway at Zogabi's? And it took a year to pay for your Christmas stuff. And now we have Amazon. Everything's delivered and everything's online. Oh Lord, when I was young, I appreciated Zagabies and had $1. And now I just take for granted that everything's online and delivered. Do you remember when you were young and you would sneak out of the house, but the screen door was squeaky? know you guys didn't have any fun young. I'm just telling you and then you sneak out of the house but by the time you get back your daddy is standing at the door where you been nowhere way outside I don't know daddy I don't, I don't know they're not telling the truth one day I might have people who tell the truth but I fixed that squeaky door Cause I was guilty of sneaking out the door. Do you remember when you had black and white Oxfords? Cause you worked at the, uh, the the white ladies or the white man's house and they gave your mama the shoes and your mama said, you wearing these shoes. Cause I ain't buying none, but that was okay. When I was young, I had my raggedy shoes and my bag to go to school. So what I would do is I had to confess this. I would just take my raggedy shoes that didn't have a sole on them, put me some cardboard in the bottom and go to school with these raggedy shoes on when I had some expensive shoes, but everybody was laughing at me. So when I was young, I cared about other people laughing at me. And now that I'm old, Now that I'm old, it don't hurt me like it used to. Because this relationship with God keeps me on track. The time I spend with God keeps me focused on the right things. The time that I'm in prayer and devotion to God, I can experience God for myself. And I don't have to worry about what's going on around me. There was a time when I knew a woman. I won't call her name. And this woman was married to a man who abused her. This man would beat her. She had children who would witness this man beating her. And then... He had the nerve to be a womanizer and would leave when he felt like it. And he would come back when he felt like it. But the key point of the story, and I won't tell you all the details, is that the woman loved the Lord. And the woman was righteous. And the woman declared that regardless of what I see from you, I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. And the woman kept going to church, and she kept singing hymns to God. See, some of us give up too easily. We we give up. We don't want to keep on singing and keep on praying and keep on worshiping God. You never know when God's going to intervene. But this woman said, I believe the word of the Lord, and I'm not going to try to take him out. I'm going to let the Lord handle this business. And he had a tragic death. And the woman didn't have to do anything at all because God had his number. So David is saying today, keep your hands clean. Watch your mouth. Try to be righteous. And love the Lord with all your heart. Keep your lives free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. Stop wanting what everybody else has just because they have it. And he said, because God has said, never will I leave you or never will I forsake. See, a mansion without God is worthless. You can be in public housing and righteous and have a great time with the Lord. It doesn't matter about those surroundings. What you got to deal with is the salvation of the Lord. And David said, excuse me, in Hebrew said, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Say it. The Lord Lord is my my helper. helper. Come on, say it like you mean it. For The Lord Lord is my helper. I I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Doesn't that give you power? Doesn't that give you a Muhammad Ali stroke? Don't you want to just beat somebody up in love because you know that God's got you covered? Isn't that right, Bacon? Bacon, you're feeling that, right? Bacon, you got your punch ready, your righteous punch? Okay then, all right. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you and consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Oh, church. And finally, Jesus Christ is the same. Can you say that with me? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. One more time. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever most holy and everlasting god lord we can't become righteous without you so i pray right now dear god that you will minister to our souls Orchestrate our thoughts, oh God, so that we have a desire to know you, to love you, to walk with you, and to be righteous. And Lord, right now, we bind the enemy of haughtiness and greed in the name of Jesus. And we declare, dear God, that you will build us up. And Lord, I pray right now for those who don't love you, those who are not in relationship with you. I pray right now those, for those who do not love you and worship you and the pardon of their sins, oh God. And I pray right now, dear God, for everyone under the sound of my voice in this sanctuary and streaming online, that you will forgive us for all of our sins of youth and that you will forgive us of our sins right now and that you will give us a desire to be righteous And to receive Jesus Christ, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, God, for blessing us. Thank you, God, for the privilege of worship. And thank you, God, for delivering me in my life over and over and over and over and over again. And thank you for my testimony that you are my everything, my everlasting God. And all of the people said, amen, amen, amen.
1: If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says dear lord i admit that i am a sinner and there is nothing that i can do to save myself i ask for your forgiveness and you can do this if you are streaming at this moment i believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead today i turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart i will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer in jesus name i pray Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519 or call us at Six three five one nine eight, or visit us on the web at wwwpgc carryorg Thank you again.